Come and see what all the hype is about. Tune in to the Hype 87.3. That's right, man. It's your girl, Tampa Mystic, and we are live on the Hype 87.3. Good afternoon, ATL, and whoever is checking in. I got one of my partners, man, checking in with me today. Somebody I've known for a very long time. We've been rocking. I'm talking for years. For sure. For years. He goes by the name of Vin Chills. What's going on with you, family? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. How's everything been? All is well. All is well. I cannot complain. I know. That's right. We'll just catch up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, you and I, we've been doing this for years. This isn't our first rodeo, as they say. You know, we've done work on different levels as far as, you know, you coming out doing camera work and music-related stuff. So, you know. It's always good to see you, man. Definitely. Absolutely. Give us that official introduction. Man, what's up? This your boy, Vin Chills, checking in. I hope you can feel the breeze. We out here, man. Appreciate Tampa 87.3. The hype is real. That right. That right. It is real. (laughs) Um, You know, I always like people to understand a little bit about your journey before we get into it because, you know, that's what we do. Um, Tell us where you're from originally. So I'm originally, I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan, but I was raised here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. I, I did not know that. So Grand Rapids, you were there until about what age? Two. Okay. So you really don't remember it. Nope. We don't remember two-year-old <laughs> stuff. I think the farthest back I can remember is three. Heard. Two o'clock or two o'clock. Two years old? Nah, I don't remember none of that. Um, what brought your family out here to Georgia? Um, I know my mom, uh, she just wanted us to experience something different. And um, she just truly felt Atlanta, Georgia was just like a a place where we could get, you know, just like in a better place. Yes, absolutely. It is a great city, you know, especially for people who have entrepreneurial mindsets or people, you know, even if they're not entrepreneurs, but they have a career path. It's a great city for that. Mm -hmm. So you've been out here for a while. I know you're still young, but you've been here for a while. Um, You know, what is it? What was it like growing up out here in the great city of Atlanta for you? So it's it's been nothing short of like excellent for me, especially um, once I really was able to tap into like the person that I truly am yeah. and being able to network with the correct people. So it's like at that point, I feel like stuff is really just starting to fall into place. Yeah, um, I've collaborated with great artists, great business partners, and it's, I mean, it's been a great experience. Yeah, it's been a blessing. Atlanta's so. a great city. I love this city. You know, I always like telling people I've been coming here since the 90s. I'm a, I'm a real OG. Um, I got to experience coming out here for Freaknik. And that was really my first um, real experience with coming to Atlanta. And I said back then, that was in the 90s. I said back then, I'm going to live here one day. I just fell in love with the culture. I love like they have brick homes here. We didn't have that in Florida. It was just little aesthetics like that that made me fall in love with it. Um, before music, what were you into? Football, football, football. Okay, okay. You was out there on the field doing it. About what age did you start playing football? I started playing football. I was in somewhere in like the fourth, fifth grade, I believe. No, no, no. I started... No, it was like fourth, fifth grade. So yeah. like flag football? No, nah, so I, oh, I, I started with contact. <laughs> you was out there tackling them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a jet? <laughs> what position did you play? Running back, corner, kickoff return. Okay. So you was well-rounded with it. Yeah. Were you really fast? <laughs> no, I got a little speed on me. <laughs> you dusting them a little bit. <laughs> um, did you start playing sports by choice, or was it something that your family wanted you to get involved with? Or so a little bit of both? A little bit of both, but it was mainly me. Yeah. I know my mom, you know. <laughs> you know, my mom's got that, oh, I don't want you to get hurt exactly. type thing. But it's like, look, if I get hurt, I get hurt. I'm going to get back up. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. You're a boy. You're supposed to <laughs> yeah. get hurt from time to time. For sure. Um, what did you enjoy <clears throat> most about playing sports? 
what I enjoy most was like the life lessons that end up teaching me and like in the long run. Yeah. So like basically I had a coach. He always told us if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, it's mm. unexcusable. So it's like, it's truly stuck with me like way past football. Yeah. And then just really just having like discipline, you know, treating people with respect. Yeah. Um, Because like initially, like if you want it, you got to give it. Yeah. So, you know, I try my best to make sure I do that as well. And then um, being like a team a team player. Yeah. <clears throat> so whether your position is the team captain, if you're a bench player, or if you're just a, a role player, even just a starter, you like you got to play your position because if one person doesn't play they, uh, their position, it can mess up everything that you got going on. Yes, it'll throw everything off. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, to be honest with you, like over my years of doing this, I've sat down just like we are, and talk mm-hmm. to a lot of people, had conversations. And honestly, not all of them, but majority of the time when I speak with, you know, young men who've played sports throughout their life, I can tell a little bit of difference in them. Like you said, they got that discipline. They got that punctuality. They got a better attitude. They're team players. Like, it really instills a lot. And I think it's important, and take heed to all my parents out there, if you have kids, get them involved in something academically. Girls, boys, put girls in gymnastics or dance or something, and boys play the sports, you know. Um, when did you decide music that was something you wanted to tap into? Well, of course, like, you know, I had a dream of going to the NFL and everything. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I really started tapping into music, like, my junior, well, sophomore, junior year in high school, when I was starting to realize, like, okay, probably ain't going to go to the NFL. <laughs> I might get, like, a college scholarship, but... Yeah. You know, I started thinking more down the line. And then um, once I really just got a chance to record, you know, it was like in the closet, you know, a little house set up. But it's like after that moment, I was like, okay, I I think that's what I want to do. Yeah. Then I was like, okay, I know this is what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, that is really, really dope. But, you know, I think that being in Atlanta inspires a lot of people because it's a music city for sure. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's the case for you? Definitely. Definitely. Um, the city has definitely inspired me, even just being around people that I knew that, like, made music even before I really, like, yeah. took a true interest in doing it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been nothing short. Like, I knew I, I wrote, like, a lot of, like, poems and stuff growing up. So it's like I was already, like, into it without knowing I was in it. Yeah, absolutely. Pay homage to a couple of Atlanta greats. Oh, Atlanta greats, That's man. That inspire <laughs> you, even if it's not necessarily their music, but maybe their hustle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, Ludacris. Mm, Luda. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> DTP. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. You taking it way back. That's history right there. For sure. Um, T.I. definitely yeah. is like, you know, uh, Gucci, Burr. Burr. <laughs> yeah, Guwap. He's made a major transformation physically. Definitely. Shout out to him. Yeah. Definitely. And um, really just the whole city, like, as a whole. Yeah. Um, Dungeon family. Yeah. Goody Mob. Who yes. Hoo. Man. All they do is this. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta has something. produced some superstars, including, you know, you. <clears throat> you. You know, even though you were born in Michigan, this is home for you. You Definitely. grew up here. This is really all you know. Mm. Um, you know, again, taking it back to when you first started doing music, you know, over the years, I'm sure you've gotten better. You know, you've been able to learn more about your sound and musically. What were you talking about when you first started writing music? When I first started writing music, I was just talking about whatever came to my head. <laughs> Girls and money, money, a little bit of this, a yeah. little bit of that. 
Understood. Absolutely. How would you say over the years that your, you know, your sound and everything has progressed? Um, I would say it's progressed mainly by just keep recording. Yeah. Cause like I would send my music out to like a lot of people just to get like some feedback and either they liked it or they'll just tell me keep recording. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I was like, but what you think about the song? Keep recording. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> okay. And then I finally got what they were saying without saying it. Yeah. It's like, it's not bad, but you got to keep recording so that way you can learn your own distinct sound. Yes. And really just so you can really like hone in on your craft and understand like who you are as an artist and like what you want to present. Absolutely. And that's with anything we do. Over time, like the old saying, practice makes perfect. Mm. Anything we do, we get better as long as we stay consistent. I wish I could go to the gym once a month and and have the banging body, (laughs) but it don't work like that. You know, we have to stay consistent with whatever it is that we do. Um, You know, with that being said, what has kept you staying consistent? What keeps you motivated? Because it's a tough business. Most definitely. What keeps me motivated is just a simple fact. I I ain't a quitter. So it's like. I'm I'm always going to see it through. Yeah. So it's like, and I, I try to exercise like every avenue and like every little thing that I can do. So I try to get better with everything that I do. I try to go harder each time that I do is it. like, okay, I probably could have did this a little bit different. Let's try still doing it this way, yeah. but adding some more, you know, little, little oomph to little it. Something to yeah. it. Yeah. Let's go back <clears throat> real quickly to where you said that you were asking for feedback and people mm-hmm. are saying, keep recording. Let's just hone in on that for a moment because, you know, we had a conversation before we went live and we're not going to get in no details, but about artists, they need that real feedback, right? Mm -hmm. How important is it for you as a music artist for people to keep it G with you when they're critiquing your music? I mean, it's a thousand percent. I mean, initially it can sting a little bit just because you're like, man, I done spent X amount of hours, X amount of days um, working on this song or shooting this video, like, what you mean, keep recording? (laughs) (laughs) What I've been doing. Yeah, so it's like, I I know it can sting a little bit, but it's like, ask them, like, okay, like, what do you think that, what do they think that you could do better? Yes. And, like, you know, something I've always been told is chew the meat and spit out the bones. Mm. So it's like some stuff may not apply for you, but it may be some stuff that genuinely does apply. Sure. Absolutely. Especially, you know, if somebody tells you, you know, maybe maybe your mix and master needs to be touched up. Mm-hmm. To me, that's like a, a general critique that, for sure. you know, people should take heed to because <clears throat> as an artist, I think it would be important that your music sounds top notch. And that's something I can say about you, Vin Chills, is that every time I've heard a record from you, the quality has been top notch. Nothing less. You know, like I can really say that you've always sent me good music. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you, you know, for putting out that good music. I haven't had to give you no critiques, you know what I'm saying, over the years because everything you've sent me has been that top quality. And I just wanted to touch on that and get a, a artist's perspective point of view on that because, you know, some of these artists get offended and I feel like if they get offended easily like that, this might not be the right business because you got to have thick skin in this music industry, right? For sure. Especially with social media, people are going to be constantly trolling and talking junk. Good or bad, they Good still going to talk it. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Um, what was the very first song, if you remember, that you put out on the digital platforms? What if it's just YouTube? That counts? Yeah, that counts. All <laughs> right. So it was this song called What We Do. What We Do. Yes, that was my jam. <laughs> <laughs> what? Talk to us about that song. What did that song mean to you that it was your first one that you released to the world? Um, What it meant to me, because, I mean, 
I'm a I'm a natural born hustler. So yeah. it's like I've always wanted, you know, just make my own, get my own. Yeah. And uh that song was just like uh what is what I say? This is what we do. Give money all kind of ways. <laughs> this is what we do. Chasing paper, underlay. Hey, underlay, so, underlay. You feel me? So, you know, <laughs> at the time, you know, I was learning like a little bit of Spanish. And at the same time, I wasn't able to really have a job yet. But, you know, I was still selling cakes and everything to yeah. keep some money in my pockets. So I, I was I was chasing that money. So yeah. that's what that first song was about, just trying to get it. A hustler mentality. And I like the fact that you're talking about doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't knock anybody's <clears throat> hustles. But if, sure. if you can do it the right way, that's the better way because it keeps you out of some bad situations. Definitely. So you've had a hustler mentality since a youngin. Yes. You know, you're st- I know you're still young now, but, you mm-hmm. know, when you was a young youngin, you had a hustler mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, from that record going forward, how would you say you've evolved? I really started, like, understanding, like, music. I guess generally starting out, I didn't understand, like, the basics, like a hook, a verse, A to 16. So, like, I really, I was like, okay, I just want to make music. So I started understanding pre-chorus and everything. Um, And, like, really just knowing about the music without actually recording stuff that you need to do when you are recording. Yeah. Like with um, having ad libs, if you're going to stack it or not, doing ins and outs, things of that uh, sort. I know some people starting out, they'll just record it, not realizing like the layers that need to be added to it. Yes. In order to, you know, give it that sound that you want, even like enunciating like, you know, certain words or adding emotions to the lyrics. Yes. Absolutely, because you could say it one way and then re-record it with, like you said, more enunciations and changing your tone a little bit, and it sounds like a completely different record. Mm -hmm. So it's a a matter of experimenting with your voice and being comfortable with that. Do you have a signature ad-lib? So I don't per se have a signature ad-lib. you got to come up with one. (laughs) I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I do have my, uh, you know, like my little thing, like how Lil Wayne got his... You know, the lighter. Yeah. Right, right, right. I got my little breeze. Oh, there you go. So that is a signature for you. Yeah. I think that if you think about it, historically, a lot of the big artists, they have a signature like a, uh, like you uh, ad lib or something like that, that they mm-hmm. do, you know, even like with the Migos, you know, they have certain ad libs they do. And then um, before each one of them comes in, it'll say their name. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Take off, mm-hmm. you know, offset, you know, like. Even ha- 21 Savage. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like when we hear that, we know who it is. And I think that's an important thing. And I'm glad we're talking about it because I think that's important for artists to do because it kind of stamps them. It's like your signature something that, you know, people know, oh, that's Vin Chills, you know, Definitely. or that's Damari or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's really dope. Um, did you put a music video out for that first record? I did not. <laughs> I even had a single that I had buzzing with you for a minute, No Cake. Yep. I didn't shoot a video for that one either. But um, we, we still might revisit that down the road yeah. if uh, if the world agrees with it. No, that's right. Would you say that being here in Atlanta has helped you more so if you were, like, in other cities, other areas with your music? So I spent some time in Illinois, and I like to say I gained some good exposure out there as well. Yeah. But it's... Is different in Atlanta just because of the fact with the market's just a lot bigger yeah. um, in Atlanta. And then everybody's really like doing the same thing. And I feel like for the most part, people are more willing, like more open 
Absolutely, they are. I I peeped that when I first moved here. It's kind of like um, a bittersweet. And what I say is when I first moved here and I didn't know a lot of people, you know, it's been 10 years now. Some people were a little standoffish because they didn't know yeah. who I was. They didn't know if I was out here clout chasing or whatever. But it's like once people see that you are a true hustler and that you're really doing stuff for yourself, man, they really show that love and they really support. Have you been getting a lot of support out here for your music? I have. Yeah. I have. And from unexpected places. So mm. give us an example, if you don't mind. Well, an example is not knowing that somebody knows who you are and they're like, yo, you made that one song, right? And I'm That's like, dope. yeah. <laughs> it's a good feeling. It is. It is. <laughs> Even um, when I was still living out in Illinois, uh, I was working at Finish Line, a shoe store. And this guy, he had brought his son with him. <clears throat> and um, his son wanted specifically get a pair of shoes from me because he knew my music. So that it was is like, so dope. Yeah, it was, it was a very... It was a loving experience. It, it was a humbling experience because it's like, you know, time I ain't had no kids. This kid, he's probably like maybe five years old. And it's like, that you know. is so dope. It's like one of those chilling moments. Like you get chills from it because you're like, wow, I'm really touching people. And that's really what you want to do with your music. You know, I think that you and myself and Tamari and everybody else that's in this music industry, we have a voice. Mm -hmm. We have a platform to make changes in the world, you know, with what we put out to the world. And it's, it's up to us to spread positivity, definitely high vibrations. <clears throat> and by doing that, you got a five-year-old, a little kid who was like, I only want him to get my shoes. Cause I like his music, man. Like that right there. If that doesn't motivate you, nothing will. Right. That's amazing. <laughs> I love, I love hearing stories like that. You know, when people that you didn't even know that know who you are, you're like, okay, I'm out here doing the right thing. Um, what's uh, that's definitely a highlight moment for you. What is, give us another highlight moment throughout your music career. Um, another highlight moment is even how I even met my wife. Yeah. Um, she became like a big fan of my music. Like when she first heard it, cause she was like, all right, this really you. And I'm like, yeah, she was telling her homegirls, girl, <laughs> <laughs> fine you got good music i'm sorry i know but, how women are <laughs> yeah so it's like you know that was something like she definitely keep it real with me yeah so like that's the best part about it because um i can record something and she'd be like eh, i think you should go back and redo it. It, it you didn't give like you know that umph and then i'll go back and i do it and then you can clearly hear the difference from the first time i did and it's like Absolutely. That's something that women will do. Cause I did that with, with Dave. Um, you mm. know, he had recorded a song and he let me listen to it and it was good. And I was like, but I think you could really put more of your diaphragm in it. Like mm. really like belt it out when he re-recorded it and did it like, wow. Okay. I see where you're coming from. So that's where women come into play. Cause they going to keep a G with you like that For sure. because they want to <clears> see <throat> you win. You know what I'm saying? So that's beautiful. So it's safe to say she's a major supporter of your music. Definitely. That's important to have a partner that supports you. My son, he he, he supports me too. <clears throat> I know he only, what, 11 months old now, but um, I just recorded like a new track. And then uh, his mom was holding him at the time when I was like rapping it. And then like he would crawl over to me when I was rapping so it. So sweet. I'm like, okay, he rock with it. That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that a beautiful feeling? Yeah, definitely. How did fatherhood change your life? Definitely for the better, like yeah. definitely. Um, 
I was already like a, a caring person, but yeah. it's like I'm more so even more of one now. Yeah. And then having a child, I'm even more protective. Yeah. Because, you know, like that, that's my seed. And I want to make sure, you know, he, he grows up the correct way. Yeah, absolutely. It all starts with us. Uh, kids come into this world being pure, being innocent, no prejudice. They're they're like so neutral. Mm-hmm. It's how they, they're brought up, you know what I'm saying? So us as parents, it's our duty to do that. And I already know, like, I know how you are. Yeah. You're such a good person. Like, you just have a genuine spirit, you know, about yourself, your wife as well. You know what I'm saying? So that's beautiful. And congratulations, 11 months. You're, that's it. brand new. <laughs> <laughs> the fun is just beginning. Yep. Does he sleep through the night? He's getting to that point now, yeah. so it's a blessing. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. Absolutely. So it's motivation, <clears throat> obviously, now to go harder because it's bigger than you. Oh, yeah. It's it's always been bigger than me. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You're so humble. <laughs> You're so doggone <laughs> humble. Um, throughout your you know journey of music, have you been focusing on singles, or have you put a full body of work out, like an album or an EP? So I do have a couple projects out there. Okay, tell, so, us, um, tell us the titles. <clears throat> I got Grind State of Mind. Okay. So that that's the that's the number one that's out there. I have another project out called Focus. And uh Focus is really one of them ones. <laughs> the name alone speaks for itself because it's one of the most important assets that we need to carry. Tell us about that project and why you called it that. Well, I called it Focus because in this particular point in time, I was I was really just in my bag. Yeah. And um I was just writing like day in, day out. I even had a time I went to a studio. I got four hours, recorded 14 songs. Wow. Yeah, so it's like. In one session? In one session. You were huddling. Yes. Dang. Yes. I had a mission, so, you know. Um, and that that's what it was. I was I was really just focused. Yeah. I wasn't worried about too much what anybody else had going on. I was really tapped into me at the time because it's like, look, I ain't put out no music in like four or five years. Yeah. I, I got to give them something to rock with. Absolutely. How long has that album been out? It has been out for four years now. Okay, so Came it's out been in out, 2019. Yeah, so it's been out pr- just right when the pandemic was about to strike. Mm-hmm, <laughs> got it out there at the right time. <laughs> yes. and, and let's talk about that just a little bit. You know, the pandemic hit. A lot of people took on extra hustles, doing mm-hmm. extra things. What did you gain positive from going through the pandemic? What I gained positive was really just... Taking my time. Yeah. And um like re refocusing. Yeah. Um and just learning like, okay, the world's a little bit different now. So now you gotta move a little bit different. I understand even like with like a lot of major artists, like tours were slowed down and everything because yes. of the pandemic. So it's like you more so had to think outside of the box yes. in order to like keep things pushing. So th- that's what I tried to do. I tried to tap more into like other artists. Um, and more so what other people had going on because as important as it is to make sure like you know you're you're into yourself you do got to be aware of what's going on around you so like you can't be too into yourself where you're not listening to what anybody else got going on absolutely that's great Uh, you're absolutely right we have to study other people especially people who are succeeding at what we want to do 
Mm-hmm. Why would we not want to study to see what they did to get where they're at? Not that we're trying to copy them, but we are by all means want to apply some of the things that they've done because if it worked for them, <clears> chances <throat> are it may work for us too. It's like the old sure. saying, don't try to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> follow sure. the greats, follow the OGs. Um, did you take up doing video during that time or was that something you were already doing prior to the pandemic? So it's something I already had an interest in, uh-huh. but um, I had a videographer I was working with in Illinois. I'm yeah. going to shout him out, uh, A Solo Vision. Hey, and um, you know, he shot a lot of videos up there um, for me. He showed yeah. me a lot of love. Um, he got me networking, networking with like a lot of good people. Yeah. So um, it was a great learning experience, and I I, I truly learned from him. And you know, he kind of showed me the ropes when I first got started, and then uh, we here. I showed him the first video, and he, I was like, "What you think?" And he was like, dog, he was like, I ain't, I ain't got nothing. Like, you're doing it. You don't need nothing for me. <laughs> right, no critiques. <laughs> yeah. I would to be, not that I expected anything less, because, you know, you and I already had a, a great business relationship, and I knew how you worked. Like, you put out top-notch music. When I first seen, like, them pictures that you took, what was the first thing I did? I hit you <laughs> up. I was trying to hire you. I was like, yo, you are so dope behind the lens. Like, really, really good. Like, and that's a um, that's a gift, I think, honestly, because not everybody can pick up a camera and do what you do, no matter Preach. how much they try it and test it out. Like me, I'm not savvy with the camera. I got my camera set up. They don't move. <laughs> I don't they stay on the same settings that because like trying to get in there and adjust the, the aperture and the ISO. I don't know about all that stuff, you know, and I don't sure. I personally don't really have that much of an interest. But someone like you who does you really took it seriously and you've perfected it. You're really good at what you do. I appreciate it. <clears throat> I, I've learned cause I had somebody, I had an uncle tell me like a long time ago when I first started making music that is different ways into the music industry. Yeah, there is. And like at the time it's like, I wasn't completely all the way there. So when he said, that, I'm like, nah, no, you know, I gotta be an artist. Yeah. That's the only way in. But it's like, nah, like you got people that are actors that get into the music industry. You got people who are just doing something Totally different, and then music ends up coming to them. Absolutely. You're up, like Squally, who was just here, for an example. I mm. met Squally as a music artist. He used to come perform at my showcases. But same thing, what he realized was he needs to do other things that could help him. Like now he does video, and then mm-hmm. he just launched his own podcast. You know Dope. what I'm saying? Stuff that don't really cost you a ton of money to do, mm-hmm. but it's going to help get you that brand exposure. So, and then music itself is also a gateway to lead you into other stuff. Like, look how many musicians have become actors or, you know, having their own television shows and stuff like that. Is that something that ever aspires you like to do, you know, film on the level of having like, you know, being in a movie or something like that? Absolutely. No, that's right. Get your acting career on. Absolutely. I even got, um, I got a, got a few business plans. I actually started even like all the way in college that I want to be able to tap into. So, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, the music can uh, can give me what I'm looking for. Yeah. And then so I can really, you know, expand. That's exciting, isn't it? It just gives you something to really look forward to. I think it's important that we're always thinking about our next move. Mm-hmm. Never becoming complacent. The only time we should be comfortable is being uncomfortable. Let's be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's Definitely. the only time we got to be comfortable when it comes to the video stuff. Let's talk about that for a minute on what level, like what all do you do where people that they could purchase services from you? So <clears throat> we got the website set up. So, you know, you can get at falsefaceent.com. Um, we do videos, baby showers, weddings, mm. um, 
any birthday parties, <laughs> yeah. like any, anything you want, like we, we can get it done. So any type of form of video, you can do music videos, you could do recap videos, you could do, like you said, documentaries, weddings, documentaries. And then on the photography side, you can do probably like, you know, portrait type photography and Absolutely. event photography, which you've done. You mm-hmm. did, gosh, you did an amazing job when you came to the, like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, honestly, I've had a lot of people come out and take pictures and you're probably one of the best hands down and i'm not just you know me like i I keep a g with people for sure you really like because capturing photos in that type of environment where the color lights are constantly changing and people are moving Mm -hmm. that takes like a um again it's like a gift like if i picked up my camera and tried to take a picture of somebody it would be blurry and (laughs) the lighting would be off like that's really like you had to study to learn how to do that in practice definitely that is amazing. So people can book you. Tell them one more time the website where they can look for your services. Falsefaceent.com. And if for whatever reason you can't reach me there, social media platforms, Falsefaceent. So it, it ain't too hard to get in touch with me. So Falsefaceent, you know, obviously that manages your film side. It, Correct. It's also, is it a label for you independently as an artist? It is. Yeah. Definitely. Where did the name come from? <clears throat> I was at home just sitting for hours because I'm like, man, I want to have my own record label. Yeah. And like, I just, I was just sitting there and just trying to come up with like different names. And I wanted it to not just be just anything. Yeah. Um, And then I ended up saying like false face. And I said false face society. And I was like false face incorporated. And then we, I started still with false face society, but then we changed it to false face entertainment. Yeah. Um, just to like, you know, broaden it out. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I love false face. I, I had do it. too. It's a catchy <laughs> name. It's one of those names that's intriguing and that's important when you brand something, you want it to be intriguing where people are going to be like, okay, What does this mean? What do they do? And having entertainment, like my company's Mystics Entertainment, having entertainment is very, it's broad, which is Mm -hmm. good because we don't want to box ourselves into, oh, they only do this. Like if you were false face photography, you're only going to be, people are going to be like, oh, he only does photography, but you do so much more than that. So it's like, it's good that you put the entertainment in there because that can cover such a broad realm. Um, What do you enjoy the most about what you're doing between doing film, being a music artist? Like, what do you enjoy the most? What I enjoy the most is being like a businessman. So it's like, I enjoy like meeting new people and like making connections with people yeah. because I like to be able to, you know, make opportunities for other people as well. Yeah. So it's like, if I know somebody that you can tap into that can, you know, take you to another level yes. or get something done that you're trying to get done. Like I, I like to be that person. The dot can, connector. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you come to me with a problem. I'm coming to you with a solution. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And like you said, even if it's not you personally, you're like, yo, I got a partner or somebody I know that can help you out with that. You know, mm-hmm. and that's important too. building those type of relationships where you can do those referrals with people that, you know, is going to get the job done for sure. Cause that's tough. Like it's hard to outsource because it's hard to trust people that it's going to actually get the job done, not make us look bad. Someone come back like, why did you refer me to that bozo? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we sure. don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you working on right now? I know you got a new single that we're going to check out in just a minute. Like, you know, Vin Chills is in the building, big Vin Chills. We ain't doing yes. nothing little. Um, what are you working on right now? 
So, um, like you said, we just dropped that new single, Cinnamon Swirl. Yeah, I like um, the name too. By the way, it's catchy. I thank you. I thank you. Um, you know, I'm I'm low key working on the project. Uh, we could throw the title out there: Grind State of Mind 2.0. So. Just because of the fact, you know, we touched bases on the first Grind State of Mind where we was we was really grinding, but yeah. you know, it's time to double up on it. Yes. Absolutely. And I like that you did the 2.0. Is that going to be the actual title with the yes. 2.0 rather mm-hmm. than a volume to 2.0? 2.0. I love that. That is dope. Like you just, you come up with the catchy stuff. And honestly, like the, the title of the song is called Cinnamon Squirrel. Mm-hmm. And let me just hone in on that for a second. Me as someone who's a consumer of music, one thing that's so important for music artists to do is when you name a song, you want to name it something catchy. It doesn't even necessarily have to jive with what the record is about. Mm -hmm. Like if the song is about money, you don't want to just name it money. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to come up. Monifa. (laughs) Monifa. Cash Moolah, you know. You want to come up with something catchy. You know, you can have some songs that are like that that are straight to the point. For sure. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But every now and again, you want to throw people for a loop. Mm -hmm. Like if I didn't know you and I was like, oh, he got a song named Cinnamon Swirl. I'm going to want to listen to it just off the fact that I'm intrigued by the title. Preach. So why did you come up with that name? So I generally don't come up with the name until after I finish writing the record. Yeah. Because it's like I try to take like pieces from the song after I go back and listen to it myself. Yeah. Because I'll initially... Start with, okay, I'm going to call it uh, Hoorah. Yeah. And, like, that's what I'm thinking initially. But then when I go back and listen to it and I hear something that I said, it's like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to actually name this, you know. Cinnamon Squirrel. Cinnamon yeah, Swirl. Yeah, that's where it was birthed. <laughs> that's really dope. So you actually go back and you put a lot of thought into it. Are mm-hmm. you, do you write, do you sit down and write or do you freestyle punch in? How does your music come together? So I generally sit down and write. I do have like my moments where it's like, you know, I might tap in, do like a little freestyle or um, or I'll just punch in. But uh, truly what I do, I I write. Yeah. Let's talk about that for just a moment. Um, I'm a big advocate of people writing, whether it be, you know, just their journaling or whatever, Mm -hmm. because for me, it helps with mental health. For sure. And it's something I've been talking about a lot because I don't think it's addressed enough because there's people out here taking their own lives because people aren't listening to them. We have to hone in on that. Does writing help you like with mental therapy? I would like to say so, because I find it often is like when I'm going through something in life. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't always have to be something bad. Yeah. Um, it's like I have like this burst of energy and it's like, oh man, I gotta write something. Yeah. I gotta get this out. Yeah. And like even when I'm writing it, I can't stop writing it until after <laughs> I finish it. Cause it's like You know that feeling, huh? Yeah, you don't want that creativity to go anywhere. So right. it's like I'm locked in, let me finish this before I do anything else. Yeah. And like when I get in that mode, I'm in that mode. Yeah, because whatever <laughs> you're experiencing in that moment, you'll never get that exact feeling again. Definitely. Never. Do you have a home setup where you can record yourself? I do. That's important, too. Definitely. When I know that it might be something that artists have to work towards because, you know, mm-hmm. you got to invest a little money and have a, obviously a space to be able to do it. But that's the other thing. You could wake up one morning with something on your heart. You had a dream about something like, I got to record it right now. Mm-hmm. You're able to do that with a home setup. Definitely. Do you record all your songs there? So, yes and no. So, I generally have like a process. So, I'll write it. And then before I even record it at home, I like to already know how I want it to sound. Yeah. So like while I'm rehearsing it, it's like, okay, I should do this like this. And I'm like, okay, 
I should do some ad libs right here at this part, or yeah. I don't need nothing right there. No, maybe the song just don't even need ad libs. Exactly. And then I actually go in the booth with already knowing how I want the song to be laid down. You got a stencil in your head. Yeah, because I, I feel like that's important because you don't want to just go and like you freshly just wrote a song, haven't even rehearsed it. You're like, okay, I want to write this song, or just go in with no plan at all. Yeah. And then just hop in the booth. So like I'm. I'm big on like taking my time and just making sure like, you know, it's together. Yeah. Even sometimes I go to the studio, I think that it's done, but it's not. Yeah. Like, Cause I'll be like, okay, I should have like, you know, uh, I should have another artist on it. I should have like a singer doing some background vocals to mm. so, like bring it out a little bit more. Yeah. Or maybe you need somebody to add some drums or something to it. It's yeah. like all that stuff is important. Absolutely. Do you know how to engineer as far as mixing and mastering? Yes and no. So I know how to do a little bit, yeah. but not too much. So um, I do have a guy that I work with. Um, he's all he's been doing great work with me since I've met him. Yeah. So um, Highway Entertainment. Okay. So he's he's been a great business partner um, that I've been working with. He makes sure that my sound quality is there. So he's up. He gets everything up to par. Yes. That's a so, engineer is one of the most crucial people in your career. Mm-hmm. because they're going to get your sound the way you want it. Cause you as an artist, you can hear it in your head before it's even laid out. Like you said, you hear it in your head and you kind of have an idea of how you want it to sound. So you go and lay it down, but now it's up to the engineer to really bring it to life mm-hmm. and having a good engineer is also going to give you some feedback. Like maybe we should add a little reverb here, or maybe, you know, do it a little bit low, you know, all that lingo that they have that I don't sure. be knowing. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what a good engineer does. Do you have a desire at all to learn more about engineering? I do. Um, I haven't, I guess I haven't been like in that mind state yeah. um, where I wanted to like transition my focus into that just yet. Understood. But um, that is something I definitely do see myself doing down the line maybe just not in this particular moment yeah because you're still mastering other things that you got going on and i'm a believer in having multiple hustles but also not putting too much on your plate Mm -hmm. because then that's when stuff starts falling through the cracks and some stuff gets neglected or whatever when some people really really and truly try to do too much it's like okay bro you ain't got to prove yourself that much you know (laughs) like (laughs) because i've been guilty of that are you an overthinker i am (laughs) I am. I, I think entirely too much. I'm learning to control my thoughts. Yeah. But uh, definitely. Let's talk about that because I'm absolutely an overthinker. <laughs> I, I think about a hundred scenarios that may never even happen about situations. And oftentimes I I feel like I block my own blessings sometimes. For sure. Um, how do you overcome that? How I've overcome that is, I mean, understanding like the people or the person that you're dealing with. And then at the same time, um, just just trying not to overthink stuff and like being okay with being wrong. Like it's yeah, it's okay to be wrong. Like if you yeah. are, you know, you learn from it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you're if you're put in a situation where it's like a you're trying to do somebody like you know you're doing them right and they end up doing you wrong in the process. I mean you. You didn't miss out on nothing. They missed out on you. It's a lesson. Exactly right. It's their loss, your lesson. Mm -hmm. And what is that old saying? Shame on you. Like once, shame (laughs) on me. Like twice, shame on me. That's exactly what it is. It's like, okay, you just know not to deal with that person or that situation again. For sure. But we're also at the same time where we got to, we always, I think the overthinking helps us in situations about putting, not putting ourselves in positions that could be harmful to us. Definitely. Like I get invited to some 
events that I'm like, oh, it's it's there. Oh, no, I'm not going there. You know what I'm saying? Like, For you sure. know, you just know that that's not a good place to be hanging out. So overthinking them situations are on the positive side. But we got to, like you said, we got to pick and choose our battles per se. Yeah. Um. So Cinnamon Swirl, is it out on the digital platforms already? Yes, everywhere. We got the music video, everything. Mm. Who shot the video for you? False Face Entertainment. Okay. I know that's right. <laughs> so do you have a team that works with you? Yes, I do. So right now our team is uh, generally just me and my wife, yeah. uh, Lady Rose. So, you know, we do our thing. And then we do have Baby Wave in the background. So if he likes something, he, he let us know. That is <laughs> that's dope. You know, and, and of course, you know, your partner, your wife, you know, that's the one person that, you know, you're going to always be able to count on. Definitely. She's going to be there regardless. That's your ride or die. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her. She's tuning in, checking in. You know what I'm saying? Most preach, definitely. Preach. Yeah. So she helped you with the filming and everything. Definitely. That so she got majority of the shots. Um, she want me to help her with like something like the B-roll because I'm pretty good with like the B-roll shots and stuff like that. But. I mean, generally, like, you know, she shot that video. She does, like, most, like, the editing and stuff for us as well. And, um, yeah, she she be doing her thing. That's dope. That was going to be my next question. Who edits for you? So she's doing most of the editing. Correct. That's another really difficult thing to do because you have to have an exceptionally creative mind to edit a music video. Mm-hmm. Like with my interviews, it's very basic. It's an interview. There's not much editing that needs to take place. I add an intro, outro. I got my transitions and really, but with a music video, you got to like really have that creative mind from the filming part of it to get the right angles and stuff to actually, when you edit it, knowing which clips you want to use and then putting all the edits and the transitions and the effects. That's <clears throat> it's tough. Definitely. Shout out to you guys. You're a phenomenal team. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, before we check out the record and give out your social media, is there anything else that you have in the works? Anything you got coming up that you need to make sure that everybody knows about? Um, what I need y'all to know is that it always gets better. Mm. Positivity. Yeah. Do you speak positive affirmations in your day? I do. I do my best to. Yeah. Um, I, that's just who I am. Like that's how I I grew up. I mean, I've been through stuff where it's like I didn't think that I'd be able to get through it because I did. You know, I I try to just be as positive as possible because yeah. it's already like so much negativity in the world. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's very important to be like a light in the midst of all like the darkness. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you for being that person. I appreciate it. Absolutely. No, we appreciate you. <laughs> we have to. We have to spread that positivity and love. I've been talking about it so much. And like I was telling uh, Tamari and Squally, like at, at the new year, I'm going to start like a talk show segment. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I want to cover a lot of is mental health. Because we probably all know somebody who's taken their life or suffers from depression or anxiety. I get anxiety. You know what I'm saying? So mental health is real. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for being so positive and spreading that good light. You and your wife both. Shout out to you guys. And don't be afraid to get a therapist. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Absolutely not. My son goes to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he has, um, what is it called? Uh, PTSD from being in the military. Mm -hmm. And he gets therapy and it helps him out a lot. You know, so thank you again for being so transparent. For sure. That's important because people need to know that we're human too. 
Mm-hmm. They might see us doing big things, and we might look like superheroes to some people, but really, at the end of the day, we're human as well. These so-called superheroes go through it the most. Yeah, absolutely, we do. You know what I'm saying? Like people like us who really are out here doing good stuff, we probably in- endure the the most crazy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, tell everybody where they can follow you at. Man, you can follow me at That's Vin Chills. Uh, you know, for the business increase, False Face Ent. Um, that's been chills everything though so that's been chills most definitely (laughs) i know you have a lot of people that love you support you including your family who do you want to give your flowers to shout out to um i want to give my flowers to everybody that's rocking with me the known and unknown yeah so i just do that just when i don't miss nobody so like you know i rock with you you know i'm talking about you and then if you somebody that I don't know that's rocking with me, I'm talking about you too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. If he forgot to charge it to the game, not to his heart. Remembering them shout outs is one of the hardest things to do. I'll tell you it that. Um, last but not least, before we get into the record, of course, you know, Industries Most Wanted is the brand. So mm-hmm. you got to go ahead and tell everybody what makes Vin Chills the Industries Most Wanted. What makes Vin Chills the Industries Most Wanted? Hey, we... We're going to keep it real. We authentic with it. Nothing I, to hide. I know that's right. Absolutely. And that's at you. You are that person. I'm proud of you, bro. Like I've seen you elevate so much over the years. I'm proud of you. Keep going up. Keep doing your thing. Give me some love, man. Boom. <laughs> um, but we're about to get into this record, man. Cinnamon Swirl. Who's it produced by? That's going to be by. You can get back to us on it. It's okay if you don't recall off the top of your head. Scandy. Scandy? I believe it's Scandy Beats. Okay. Well, yes. shout, out, shout out to Scandy Beats, you know what yes. I'm saying? Because yes. the record is really, really dope. Um, like you said, out everywhere. The visual is out. They can go follow you, keep up, all that. But without further ado, man, again, thank you for being here. But we about to get into this hit record. It's definitely become one of my favorites very, very quickly since you sent it to me. Um, introduce Beach. it for us. Ben Chills. Cinnamon Swirl. Feel the breeze. Hey, let's go. <laughs> You're locked in with Atlanta's hottest hip hop station. The Hype 87.3. Scandy. Don't fall in love with a model. model. She fall in love with the bank. the bank. Don't pass the Vicks in this bottle. bottle. She gon' get drunk till she faint. She will. Don't pass me any more ganja. No. I think this blunt was laced. It was. Don't give me any more problems. No. I need solutions today. Hey. Don't fall in love with a model. model. She fall in love with the bank. The bank. Don't pass the Vicks in this bottle. bottle. She gon' get drunk till she faint. She hey. Don't pass me any more ganja. No. I think this blunt was laced. It yeah. Was. Don't give me any more problems. No. I need solutions today. Hey. Where's my cinnamon swirl? One in a million, girl. Take me to your world. This one makes me hurl. I've spent too much time. Let me reinvest mine into you and your mind. Too young to be in your prime. Starting to feel a little dizzy. Think that I drunk too much whiskey. Feel like a hypocrite. I took another sip. Ten shots past tipsy. 
call me an Uber or schedule a lift. Somebody please come get me. I'll crash the whip if I'm behind the wheel. Police on my tail, but I just love the thrill. No license or registration, that's a kill. Catch me riding dirty or I peel off into another galaxy. When you speak, call me majesty. A beautiful view that's on this balcony. Now hang from your immorality. This what happens on the drunkest night. When you mix the dark with the white. When you wake up the next day, you won't have any memory. Just a headache and some Tylenol. And a buddy who gon' tell it all. Now you gotta puke, find a stall. You threw up on the tub, on the wall. On the toilet and in the sink. Who gon' clean it? Nope, don't look at me. Don't fall in love with a model. She fall in love with the bang. She did? Don't pass the Vicks in this bottle. Why? She gon' get drunk till she faint. Damn. Don't pass me any more ganja. Why? I think this blunt was laced. Oh. Don't give me any more problems. What? I need solutions today. Okay. Don't fall in love with a model. No. She fall in love with the bank. She did. Don't pass the Vicks in this bottle. Why? She gon' get drunk till she faint. Damn. Don't pass me any more ganja. Sheesh. I think this blunt was laced. Ooh. Don't give me any more problems. I need solutions today. Hey.